Welcome to episode 27 of the Digital Brand Envy podcast. As you know, I'm your host, Michelle Caruana, and this week is really special to me because I get to bring on one of the members of my group coaching program, Playmaker Society. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you guys already know that I help small businesses get their marketing up and running, and specifically people that sell digital products or course creators, things like that. However, I also have a very specific course that you may or may not know about called Play Cafe Academy, where I specifically help indoor playground owners launch profitably. And Christine is one of the members of that program, and she is just incredible. And I admire her so much for how agile she's been in the last couple weeks and how she's actually managing to make about 50% of her daily sales goal, even though she's not allowed to accept any indoor play customers. So I wanted her to share her story with you, and I wanted her to share some insight into what she's doing daily to pivot and make decisions and what she thinks that the industry is going to look like after this COVID-19 crisis is over. Should we prepare for a second wave, things like that? How can we change our brick and mortar facilities, any brick and mortar facility, not just an indoor playground, but how can all of us adapt our facilities in order to meet the changing consumer preferences due to this crisis? So even if you don't own a brick and mortar business, Christine's story is inspirational and she has so much great insight to share and she just has such a great heart. So I really hope you enjoy listening to this conversation, and I hope it gives you at least a few ideas on how you can change and adapt your business as well. All right, let's do this. You're listening to the Digital Brand Envy Podcast, where we believe creating an impactful customer journey is the biggest opportunity to grow any business. Sales funnel strategist Michelle Caruana will let you in behind the scenes of the campaigns and launches her team is working on while highlighting what's working and what's not to attract an audience and convert them into customers and raving fans so you can achieve your own envy-worthy brand. All right. Hello, Christine. How are you today? I'm doing well, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. So um, you have been inside Play Cafe Academy and Playmaker Society for quite a while. Now you're one of one of our founding members, I think. Um, So for the people who are not also in Playmaker Society, tell us a little bit about yourself and about your business. Right. Thank you. So my name is Christine and I'm the owner of Sweet Peas Play Cafe and we're located in Kokomo, Indiana. Uh, This has been a long time dream for over eight years. Uh, We found this concept in Korea when we were stationed there with the army and many moons and time and later and we had another baby and decided we really need to you know bring this dream to life and so we did a really unconventional route and we built a brand new building from the ground up and really created a unique space for families with mixed ages because we have a nine and ten year old and a 16 month old now and so we have a space for zero to five and six and up and we try to cater to the homeschool crowd which is another um, area in our community that we felt needed some attention Awesome. So when did you guys officially open? So we had our grand opening ribbon cutting on March 7th. And like, that was a Saturday. We were closed on Sunday. And then the next Thursday, we had a ghost town. And uh, 
after we stayed open that Friday, Saturday, again, with just a handful of people. And then when Monday came around is when our governor uh, made some changes according to uh, group sizes. And then the CDC and the president, I mean, it was a crazy event. It was there was a Facebook, you know, live with the governor, and then it was the president, and then it was our county board of commissioners enacted even more strict regulations than all of those kind of combined. And we were like, what are we going to do? So we closed for one day, came back into coffee sales, which was so-so. Then we got a hunker down kind of order to just stay home. So we decided that we were just going to take some time off. Um, during those two weeks, we you know, thought about, you know, what's the plan? What's what we're going to do moving forward? We noticed that people in our community were doing, you know, every day, sometimes hourly, things were changing. We finally decided to open up again as a coffee shop. And then a few days later, our Starbucks closed. And then that gave us further opportunity to um, sell our coffee drinks. And it's just really been um, pivot, 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 pivot. <laughs> yep. I, I totally get that. And I have been admiring you the last couple of months. Now we're like mid to end of April. Um, and it's just been, like you said, changing every single day. But I think um, you have really taken this in stride and really um, kind of found your groove with this new normal for now. I mean, hopefully it's over soon. But um, other than kind of um, pivoting and doing more coffee sales, what are some things that you've changed? And what are some other things that you've tried since the COVID-19 crisis happened in that middle of March time? So in the period of time when we were close to coffee sales and our play areas and everything are closed and still are, we um, turned to sensory bins, which was a concept that we discovered inside of Playmaker Society. Um, there were some other um, play cafe owners who were doing similar items and it was really um, encouraging for them to be sharing all of their ideas and where they were purchasing the materials. And of course, you know, being at different parts of the country and with changes in online ordering and stores that were closing, because as I mentioned, we had some pretty strict hour um, town so we couldn't purchase any non-essential items i mean they had aisles banned in the stores but i had these items i'd already purchased so we did really well with those for a while and we um, were thankfully able to have like people had their birthday parties planned during this time opted to instead of getting a refund to choose to turn their into um, a play pass their deposit into a play pass which was really nice we had some special events that were planned that we had to cancel but we went from having an in live person event to working with our um, princess provider uh, royal events to doing online facebook events which she'd never done before but we've done three and they were all really well received we paired those with a play pass giveaway to encourage people to you know come and see us again in the future and that was also really well received so it's been really important to me during this time to just continue to market our business and let people know you know who we are or where we are because we were already brand new so right. we had a pretty good social media following I mean we had over 2,000 people on like our page before we opened but you know let's say 10% of those are actually active participants but the more people who come and um, know and like our business, their friends are sharing about us, then the better reach we'll have later. And so it's been really nice that we are open for coffee sales now that people are sharing pictures, people are coming in and getting to tour our space and sharing those photos with their friends and being like, I can't wait to come. So it's it's been good, but it also makes you think like, what are we going to do later? So we had that last day that we were open for play, we had instituted that we were going to do a uh, split shifts. And I think this is a model we're going to look towards when this sort of settles is that 
our play is normally all day. You pay one price and you play all day. Um, and we were still offering that, but we were having a break in the middle so that we could clean the play areas. And so that's our plan is for part of that now is to continue to say, okay, you can come all day, but between this hour of time, you'll have to remove yourself from the play area and stay in the cafe space or go home and take a nap or go have lunch or whatever while we clean. And then you can go back to playing so that that way they still feel like, you know, their membership is valuable that their you know play for the day is valuable we can keep our cafe area open for our um, customers because part of our coffee sales is we're offering delivery <laughs> which was not something that was really on my radar before but our online sales and deliveries are making up nearly half of our sales that's probably something we're going to keep on in the future and that's making me look towards should I see about making my vehicle that's paid for like um, a commercial vehicle? And so that way they can use my car and I can cover it with commercial insurance. Right now, a lot of personal insurances because of the changes are allowing people to do delivery driving. And that might be a twig, you know, a, an uptick that keeps going, but it also could change and their rates could go up or something. So as the world is changing, we're just trying to change with it. But we've had a lot of local area businesses ordering from us two or three times a week to get their coffee fix. And as I mentioned, our big chain stores have closed. Um, and so it's, it's been nice to say, hey, we have good coffee too. We're a coffee shop and kind of take some of that stigma because I think there are people who thought, well, maybe they couldn't come and just get coffee to go and right. maybe they wouldn't want to stay in the play area but they can order for curbside pickup and we can deliver it to them you know there's options for them to still have excellent coffee even if they don't have children and don't want to like I had one she's a mom actually but she wanted to just work from home from our place she goes am I a craver if I come without my kids <laughs> I said no it's okay <laughs> that's awesome so has coffee sales really been your main source of revenue since everything kind of happened ever since you kind of shifted from the sensory bins? It has been definitely. And so while the espresso equipment, I mean, our cafe includes a large stand-up refrigerator, an undercounter refrigerator, um, an ice and water maker, a nitro cold brew machine with a, um, there's this like nitron where it like pulls the nitrous nitrogen out of the air. Uh, we have a two group espresso machine. We have a, you know, a grinder, a drip brewer, a drip grinder, and a, a decaf grinder. <laughs> um, our, our cafe definitely is like some annual salary <laughs> to purchase all this equipment, but because we, and, and not to say that, you know, there's a lot of used equipment available, but because we have an SBA loan, they were really um, stringent about used items. So we purchased all, pretty much all of our items new. I do have a used grinder and a used brewer, but outside of that, everything we have is new. And it's definitely been really helpful to have high quality um, equipment to make a high quality drink. And our, you know, guests really enjoy the product that we have to offer and are looking to, I mean, we get people who order from us nearly every day. Like we've made new regulars, which is nice. Um, and I would strongly recommend people who are looking at this model to really look into, even if you can't get the highest of the high end, which we don't have by any means. I mean, I ordered our um, equipment from Webstrand. Um, we have, uh, a mid-grade um, espresso machine, um, but 
that it's definitely worth the investment because if something like this were to happen, I hopefully it never does, but that, you know, drinks and restaurant type areas can still stay open. Now we don't have a restaurant. We serve um, prepackaged baked goods from another business and we're thankful to be able to support her during this time. But having the ability to sell this essential item has been helpful for us. And I think about, you know, we've got another cafe like an hour away and she's turning to only, um, you know, crafts and activities and she's making videos to go along with them and they're good. And I think they're doing well for her, but at the same time, I don't really know, you know, and she could be in her shop and people could still be seeing her space because she was only like a year old. And I, I don't know how, how long that could go. I mean, even for us, our copy sales currently are by no means sustaining um, our overhead. Uh, and thankfully, because we did already have an SBA loan, we are um, getting our mortgage covered, which is such a um, blessing. We hadn't, you know, even thought about that going through all the hassle in that way. It's definitely been worth it. Um, we were one of the few people who were able to get in the paycheck protection program. So we're able to keep our staff on hand. And so I'm thankful for that and it will help to kind of like pay for itself. But um, in thinking about even just as we're open for regular times, most of our guests were purchasing drinks when they came in. So it was always increasing our ticket sale to have baked goods and snacks and coffee because nearly everyone bought it. And so, and then now that we're able to establish to people, Hey, we have this, that, if I were making my regular sales and I had these coffee sales, it would be really good. Right. So, so you are considering keeping everything kind of the coffee sales and the online sales and delivery. You're considering keeping it for after you open. Definitely. Because we just are reaching such a bigger market in doing that. And it's not too much. I may need to have another person on staff to run deliveries. We'll probably decrease our delivery area when this settles down, just because right now we've really expanded it in a way to just let people know, Hey, we have coffee and we'll take it to you. Like we're like 15 miles, <laughs> which is pretty wide net. Um, but if we taper that into even just a five mile radius, we can have orders in and out faster than we do currently and continue to just bring in additional revenue and have those, you know, we're in an area where we have title companies close by, we have banks close by, we've got a car dealership close by, we have a lot of other businesses whose staff are office staff, we've got a um, at home nursing care across the street, they come in, they order drinks from us nearly every day. So having that additional revenue stream of the coffee sales, we know is going to be, you know, worth it in the end. And that's part of why we included it to begin with. Um, and but the delivery, I think we'll keep the delivery and the online sales. We use, um, square, but I think that Aluvi has a similar option where, you know, we can set up our store. It's a little tedious admitted, and I'm sure it is on the other end as well, um, to kind of really make it tailored so that your guests are having a good online shopping experience. And mm -hmm. at the same time, not making it so that you have a thousand <laughs> options to say, this drink has this, this, that, and another. Um, that's what we've been kind of tweaking in the last few days, but, uh, I'm, I'm very thankful to have that. And I look at some other local small businesses and I think, man, if somebody would just take a few hours of their time and help them set up an online store, right. they may be doing well. I mean, other like restaurants. Um, so yeah. So, 
So speaking of um, considering reopening, you know, obviously, like we said, things are changing day by day, but what other considerations are you thinking about when you're thinking about reopening and what that looks like? So we're considering doing temperature checks. We're definitely looking to um, what are other members of Play Cafe Academy doing? What are other um, Play Cafes that we follow who maybe aren't a part of the program? What are our city, county, state regulations going to include? We already had hand washing stations all around. We have um, you know plenty of soap and paper towels in our restrooms. We don't have the opportunity right now to add in like a hand washing sink when you first come in. But if somebody's doing a new build out, I know um, T, that's, she has that really neat where you just put your hands in and it washes them and cleanses them, something like that, I think would be um, a good investment. Uh, the way my water lines run, I just, I can't do it right now, but I would say looking forward, having some way to actually wash hands. Uh, I think I said we're going to look into temperature checks. We're going to implement that time during the day and potentially multiple times, like maybe instead of having it split in two, maybe we split it in three. Um, Probably looking at, uh, we have a facility that can handle about 100 people at a time as our capacity. So potentially starting that in phases where it's less people than even the capacity would be just so that we can um, keep everybody at a place where they can feel like they're far enough apart or that they have enough room to, to move, but definitely, um, keeping up, you know, we, we already knew cleanliness was a big thing for us and we have a brand new facility. So things are already clean. I did consider the micro shield. Um, I wanted to kind of see what happened with, um, our loans and that sort of thing before I look too far into that. But I believe that that's a good option to have so that, you know, it stays kind of clean and prevents, you know, like you're changing tables. They say we're covered with micro shield or micro band and they prevent the growth of bacteria so implementing that on our current structures to kind of um, put that away uh, I think I can't remember if it was Tom and Ariana but somehow I've heard this that um, importance is expensive and it's not to say that you know spend money to make money kind of deal but at the same time if you focus on the things that are important they may be a little more expensive like getting a micro shield of your facility, like having a hand washing station when you first come in, like having a coffee shop so that you can continue to, you know, make revenue if you have to close, um, that those kind of investments are worth making. And it gives a, a realness and also a perception to your clientele. Health and safety is a priority for them, you know, having hand sanitations um, everywhere, having Purell wipes on the wall, letting them see the cleaning that we do. Um, if you were to have that and say, hey, here's a sign that says we got our stuff clean and it's good for such a period of time, make sure customers feel better about your facility and it is better. So have you been um, doing any surveys or asking your community about what their expectations are? Or have you done any sort of outreach in your, I know you have a VIP Facebook group. Do you wanna kind of touch on how you're using that? Yes. So I really um, love our group. We've grown, you know, our, our Facebook page has so many followers, but our group has really grown to about 600 people now. Um, but it's a tighter knit community. You know, these are the people who really want to be involved and know and help and give feedback to our business and our model. So I can come to them and say, hey, we're considering changing our hours right now from this to this. Does that serve your family well? And they'll say, yes, it does. Or no, it doesn't. We're going to look to them once we kind of figure out what we think about, you know, the changes that we're going to make. 
and ask them, okay, what about this? What about that? I love that the members of Play Cafe Academy who've already done those kind of surveys, you know, I've kind of been on the other end, like trying to keep the sales and stuff going and figuring out, okay, what are we going to do? But I definitely plan to come to my um, group and say, okay, these are our thoughts. What are you looking for? You know, are you going to jump out and be ready to go, you know, May 1st or whatever? Are you planning on staying home? Would you like to have a birthday party come to your door? Would you, you know, what, what, what can we do to, you know, this is what we're planning and is that going to make you feel comfortable? Or do you just think that you're going to stay tight and having access to these people who know and like and care about us and our business and getting their, you know, valuable feedback is really um, invaluable to us to be able to have this tight knit group of people who says, this is important to me, please do this or thank you for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's probably a great place to advertise what you're doing and how they can support you during this time as well. Yes, for sure. Um, we reached out, you know, we offered discounts on e-gift cards. And what's cool is that even when you offer discounts on people don't use them and they just buy things anyways. Right. Um, that's so nice. You know, we talked before about memberships. Um, we started out right away and said, Oh, we're going to extend your membership and we're not going to charge monthly fees. But then I had a member like go and buy gift cards anyways. And I'm, I wish in hindsight, you know, that I would have said, Hey, if you'd like to maintain your membership, you know, we'd love to extend it out or offer you something. But in the moment, I just kind of felt like right. I was canceling my additional things that weren't necessary at the time. And so I always come to whatever I'm doing for sweet peas from a consumer standpoint. And so maybe keeping it would have been nice. But my gut was just kind of like, man, if I got to drop things, I'm going to let that go. But I should have given them the opportunity to make that choice themselves. Right. And we talked about this a couple times, but you know, we didn't know how long this was going to go on. We thought it might be a week, two weeks. Um, so a lot of things, you know, looking back could have been different in hindsight, but yeah. Well, and, and things were changing so rapidly. I mean, exactly. literally sometimes hour by hour, things were changing. I've been following a lot about what's happening with the loans, you know, because we still had working capital that we have access to. So I didn't want to sign up for the um, disaster relief loan or grant initially. So those came out the end of March. I didn't apply till April 7th. I'm under the impression I don't need to reapply because they already have my application. So if new funds are truly put into that, we may get that. Um, but in my mind, I was kind of like, well, I already have access to this. And you don't, I feel like there's not necessarily enough for everybody to go around and what parts were important to me. Well, I knew I had seven staff and that if I could bring them back, that the paycheck protection program would be best for me. So, you know, I prioritized that. But with so many people, the systems are really inundated right now with requests for money. And then um, some of them, like if they've had to shut their doors, what's the plan to reopen? You know, it's, it's totally unprecedented um, times we're in right now. And it's like, yeah, you know, just start a new, just start a new business. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not afraid. I think that eventually it's going to settle and life will return to some level of normal. And the play cafe concept is still important. Yeah, absolutely. And I have been so thankful that businesses have been so adaptive and I'm just so impressed with small business owner, small business owners all over the country, whether it's been dance studio owners or hair salon owners putting together like hair coloring kits, everybody has been so agile. And, you know, we talk about this inside of our coaching calls inside of Play Cafe Academy, but 
it's, you know, such a difficult time, not only business wise, but you know, we're homeschooling our kids all of a sudden mm-hmm. we're working from home. We don't have childcare. So it's just speaks volumes of the, the passion that small businesses around the country have. And it really gave me like an ignited sense of hope um, that everything, like you said, is going to return to normal, even if it looks a little bit different. So, so speaking of that, what advice would you have for somebody who's kind of still thinking about this industry? Are you still feeling hopeful about it? Are you feeling optimistic? What advice would you have for somebody who is maybe on the fence about moving forward in this, you know, uncertain time? Yeah, I definitely think that it's still going to be a need for parents in their communities. I mean, I first discovered this concept when my 10 and nine year olds were not yet one and not yet two and dreamed about it for years and years. You know, as we a year ago were looking to develop this concept in real life, I met, you know, people who had teenage and adult children who wished that they had had something like that. Everybody that's a parent, that's a grandparent, this kind of business is still a need for them and that's not going to change. So I would definitely say, keep your dream alive, keep doing what you can, engage your community. That's going to be so important. We see that all the time amongst the other prospective owners in Play Cafe Academy is, well, my small business development center wants to know that my area truly has a need for this. Build those Facebook groups, get the feedback, put out surveys, talk to parents and, you know, really pull together. What is it that I can do? How can my business support my community and gather that information and keep doing that? I also think that, and this is something you mentioned in the program as well, the housing and market is going to be really insane as far as, you know, there are going to be businesses that are lost and cannot recover from this. Their landlords are still going to need tenants. We may see like record low rates, commercial real estate. It may be beneficial to you to purchase something and do like, I mean, I'm not the only owner of a space. It may be beneficial to purchase commercial real estate for your business. Um, Again, I would strongly recommend looking into some cafe equipment, whether you want to have a little oven and serve pizzas like Mandy from Learning Through Play Cafe does, if you want to do sandwiches and paninis, if you just want to do coffee and deal with a baker, because I would say continue to research, look into what your regulations are in your county. Because in our group, you know, we have people from all across the country, all across the world. We're not all the same, but the same sort of idea applies. Find out what your local regulations are. What do you need to do to be in line with that? How can you best serve your community by using, you know, these resources that are available to you? Keep planning. Planning is so important. Your business plan has got to be on point. Banks want to know that you're serious. Continue to talk to other owners, just like in Play Cafe Academy. So many resources. People are sharing, you know, above and beyond their numbers because the banks, it's still a fairly new concept, even though there are hundreds of us, maybe thousands across the country and across the world, not everybody kind of gets it. So being able to give your elevator pitch and explain to people what it is that you do, how you can make money doing this and looking at your numbers realistically. If it's going to be $15,000 a month in rent for a little space and you can't get enough people in there, maybe look at a different space. You know, I just would say, don't lose heart. Keep doing your research. Keep doing your planning. Work your numbers. The numbers are going to change. I think that it might be 
a good time when this settles to get into places just because of how crazy it's been. <laughs> but have additional streams of revenue, you know. Your focus is birthday parties, but you always had people can get coffee at your parties. Um, you really had that parent-centric feel. Look at that. Think about, you know, if you get the $500 even espresso machine off the line that's maybe for home use, it's better than the Keurig. You know, you can you can do some more things with that. Right. And like you said, it can help you if there is a second wave or if this ever anything like this ever happens again, it can help you remain essential and keep those bills paid, keep your staff on. Because again, we've seen that government assistance for small businesses is sporadic. It's, you know, can't be relied on. So I love that you brought up that point. And I, speaking of staff, that was something I wanted to mention. Um, I would definitely look into working your business model around having employees because you cannot do everything. And while my husband is a little eager to relinquish the reins to our manager, she's been instrumental in helping me prior to opening. We still text and spend a lot of time together. I tell her sometimes like, tell me you're off the clock and to leave you alone <laughs> when I send her ideas or different things that I find. But I would definitely say it's important to have staff, even if it's just, you know, your right hand person and a party host or something because again we had staff to claim for part of these things and it's not just about that i mean they've been so helpful to me i couldn't be out running deliveries and doing this out another by myself i had to have them it's given us an opportunity to to use this time to train our staff because with all the construction delays it was like wait 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 okay go and we were so concerned with getting open that yes we had two soft opening events. Yes, we had a practice party, but not everybody could come to those things. Trying to take the information that we received and implement changes and, you know, work forward was difficult to do in a cramped time. So in a lot of ways, like for most people, it's kind of a bittersweet time. We're thankful to have extra opportunity to train our staff and to refine those processes that we were kind of working on before being thrust into like another birthday party and being like, oh, what do we do? <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's such a good point. And I love too how you're spending this kind of downtime. I know you mentioned that you're working on your training procedures and you're working on, um, you know, uh, coming up with training resources for your staff or when they do come back and things like that. So it's, you know, important to remember that, you know, we're, we might never get this much time again. And while it's definitely our first priority to keep our families safe and healthy and feeling loved, I do think it's a great time to kind of go back, look at your systems, whether you are just opened or whether you've been open for five years and see, you know, how you can improve them so that you can be, you know, better than ever when this, you know, everything goes over and we can all kind of get back to our regular, regular work. Definitely. And there are resources that are available for free right now. For example, um, Serve Safe has their like basic food handlers course available for free through the end of the month. So I've asked my staff to do that because I have some staff who work for me part-time and are currently unemployed from their main provider and aren't really ready to come back to work yet, but I can pay them in arrears for doing this online training now. I've got girls who, you know, can't drive and so they can't do delivery, but they can be there when someone else is or they can work on this training um, separately. And also the cost of the training normally appears to only be like $15. And I'm like, well, We'll take advantage of it for free for now and budget in the future to know that even though it's only really required that one person have the main manager level, 
it saves my time to not have to delegate hey this is how you do this instead it's like hey do this online course show me your certificate and then ta-da everybody's good um so again i'm all about being resourceful and trying to curate before i have to create um information to share with my team about here's some things about how to use our pos that i found on youtube here's some barista training and i'm going to make a little quiz on google quizzes about how this is different than our machine and equipment, and this is what we do different, or you know, this is what we should do. Um, and so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely trying to do like you said about what do the fishermen do and they're sort of, you know, repair those nets. Like I'd love to get some more time into SEO. We talked a little bit before about um, marketing. This is all still a great time to continue to kind of build into your system, systems and processes and um, settings to let it kind of run its own so that you can ah, breathe a little bit and enjoy some time with your family. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Something that I've been going through that Meg, um, one of our guest experts has really encouraged me to do is because I have such a huge content of, or excuse me, I have such a huge library of free content. I'm kind of going back my earlier blogs, like sprucing them up a little bit, mm -hmm. um, making them a little bit more updated, linking some of my newer blogs to them to give them like that SEO juice. Yeah. And it's been a little bit tedious, but I really would have probably never had the chance to do it. Um, and I'm glad that she encouraged me because it's something that I didn't even really think about doing. So that's one of the reasons that I love having our Playmaker Society group so much is because we're able to share these free resources we're finding. We're able to, you know, piggyback on each other's ideas. We're, you know, able to really share with each other without feeling, you know, even though some of us are fairly close together, we really, you know, embody that community over competition feeling. And I don't know what I would have done without that. And I mean, I know I created the group, but <laughs> well before, you know, I knew yeah. we're gonna really need to lean on each other. So to me, I'm just- Who knew how much? <laughs> <laughs> we've been doing like weekly calls instead of monthly calls we've been I mean the group is more active than ever I think there's like oh yeah well and I'm you know fully gonna once I finish my google quiz be sharing the you know playlist that I've created with the other members I appreciate so much everybody pulling together you know what they're doing and sharing and it's definitely I don't know what I would be doing without the group. And I'm so thankful that you've pulled it together. And I've said that a million times and I will continue forever. I mean, as long as I'd had this dream, as long as I, you know, feel like I'm capable in and of myself in some ways to do it, I know I wouldn't be where I am right now if it weren't for you and your program and for Playmaker Society and for the like-minded people that I get to are my fingertips. I mean, literally, I can text them, I can video chat with them, I can say, hey, I've got this question, is this working for you? This, you know, it's, it's really amazing. And it's really kind of turned into a monster of its own. It's hard to find things. Sometimes we got to work on our tagging skills, but I'm like, I know it's in here. I know it is. And so when I find it, I'm like, save it, screenshot it, keep it for myself. Like I need to have this information because there's so much valuable information in there. And then listening again to um, your videos or your recorded content. I mean, I've gone through the program several times <laughs> and not every part of it, but key elements about things like marketing, about processes and systems, about um, how to create, um, you know, uh, plans for your team. 
I go back to that stuff all the time and I'm like, oh yeah, that I re- now I remember or yeah, yes, I'm so glad we're doing that of it. again because so much has changed now. So I want somebody coming to the program fresh to have the most up-to-date information. So that's kind of what I've been working on because, you know, people are still, like I said, moving forward with this concept and I want to make sure that, you know, I mentioned, okay, if you're just doing a fresh build out, like you said, put a hand-washing station at the front mm-hmm. um, things like that, like more, um, the more cafe considerations. Cause I, I really let people, you know, I was kind of neutral on it. And I said, you know, if you want a cafe, have it, if you don't, don't, but I'm really going to, like you said, advise that people find a way to remain essential if this ever happens again. Um, so I'm going back and re-recording it, but, um, really the group couldn't exist without, you know, people like you. So thank you so much for being there. It's, oh, it's, it's totally my pleasure. <laughs> something else, even, you know, even though I love sharing resources and um, sharing tips and tricks, I also just love the sense of community. Like we're checking on each other. Everyone's, you know, if somebody sees something that's relevant to somebody else, they'll tag them. And, you know, we've all become kind of so, you know, intimate with each other's, you know, yeah. families. Are- still going to have to have our meetup. I just don't know when or where. <laughs> I know. And I keep seeing that pop up on on my calendar and I'm like leaving it for now, but it's probably going to be postponed, but I'm trying to find a way to do something like online that we can all kind of, um, we all need to be, I love, we do our weekly zoom chats, but yeah, maybe (laughs) I know. I, 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 I just love everybody in there. It's such an amazing community. I'm so thankful to be able to, you know, offer my two cents and, to receive. I mean, I feel like I received so much from being a part of that and I'm, I'm glad to give. And I think that's so great. I love that you have, you know, re-recorded and changed the program, you know, as necessary. And I definitely think that nobody saw this coming, um, but that the tweaking it and changing so that, I mean, yeah, cafe was a revenue stream and it was one of several that could be considered, but now it's like, Hey, you really should think about that. Um, and are there places where it's okay not to do that? Sure. But man, if you need to rely on a certain amount of income to maintain your space, which I mean, everybody has that, but I mean, a higher level or, or whatever, like really should consider something. It, it's really easy. <laughs> Coffee isn't like rocket science. So, um, and everybody, they, they want it. So yeah, I think it's great. I'm excited to see what you come up with. Yeah, absolutely. And I think no, no matter what industry you're in, it's important to kind of surround yourself, like you said, with like-minded individuals that you can lean on, um, support each other and find support there as well. So it's not just, you know, people looking to open into our playgrounds, no matter what industry you're in. I think there are groups and organizations and, you know, programs out there for you. But, you know, for so long, I tried to do everything on my own. And once I started, you know, investing in myself, so I started investing, like I was taking my own online courses, like, I was doing Pinterest courses and I was doing search engine optimization courses and I was doing web design courses and just having the difference between like YouTubing things and like actually investing in paid education is to me so different. And the ones that come with the paid communities or have that as an option to me, it's just been such a game changer in my business and in my life. And I really wish I would have thought about that sooner. It's just, it's so incredible how, you know, finding a community of people who not only are like-minded, but also have made an investment. So there's like a lot of free groups out there for like marketing and things like that. But a lot of people are, you know, not really serious or not really bought in. So having people that have not only similar goals, 
goals, but have invested in them and are taking a similar path towards them, I think has been so important for me, for a lot of people. Definitely. I mean, I feel like we all know that we have some skin in the game and it just makes your conversations a different level. You know, you share things that you wouldn't share in a free group. You ask things that you maybe wouldn't ask. There's a sense of vulnerability and safety and, you know, you're, you just really feel like you're part of almost like a family. I mean, these are my play cafe friends. <laughs> I, was, I I love, I mean, I just, I can hear people. I can see people. I watch their spaces. I mean, you feel, you feel so much for them. I mean, we're friends, we're, we're family. We're, you know, we're playmakers. And I, um, I just, I love everything about the group and we've, you know, all come together and created some excellent things and, and fed off of each other and, and learned so much from one another. And, I just know that based on, I mean, I'm in other groups. It's just not the same. It's just not the same. I love that you two, you um, are purchasing other people's t-shirts and we're all <laughs> supporting each other. I've been <laughs> from some of the girls and I've, um, we've, you know, contributed to each other's GoFundMe campaigns. And I think it's yeah. just so weird. I love it. Yeah. I mean, to me, that was so important because I just always try to try to give and to do. And, um, and it's not because I expect anything back in return, but it's just because that's just what I want to do. You know, I, I tried to give to everybody that shared that they had a thing I gave, you know, and I, I tried to, you know, I love the shirts. I'm like, I need clothes anyway, so I might as well rep my favorite people. And, um, you know, I've taken trips to go and see people. I want to go and take and see more and right now. Um, I have, you know, personal, you know, outside of the group continued to, you know, chat and message with people and just continue to build that community. I mean, these are my people. I just love them. Awesome. Well, um, I so appreciate the time that you gave today. It was so nice to talk to you one-on-one. We always talk. I know. <laughs> I'm like geeking out. I'm so excited. I've been waiting for this for like ever. <laughs> no, I'm so excited. I wish we could talk all night, but yeah. <laughs> that'd be a long one. <laughs> I can't thank you enough for sharing all of your insight and all of your knowledge um, in all things, you know, business in general, play cafe. So thank you so much. Thank you and so much for having me and so much for all that you do. I mean, literally, I just, I just couldn't be here without you and without the group. So thank you for creating and curating all of this. I, it means a lot. So I'm going to link all of your social media accounts and websites um, below, but where is the best place for people to kind of keep up with you? So on Instagram, we are at Sweet Peas Kokomo, K-O-K-O-M-O, and we are at SweetPeasKokomo.com. Awesome. Well, I'm sure... We will be obviously staying in touch and I Definitely. hope I'll follow along your journey as well. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye.